If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food, coffee edition. Coffee? Whoa, what? Yeah, it's your edition, <laughs> Kev. Uh, first, did you know that you can add something to your daily cup of joe that'll increase its anti-inflammatory benefits? Yeah. And it's something, a drink I've heard you say you order for yourself sometimes. A drink? Uh, the, the benefit is from milk. And oh. I know you get that, like... I get an oat milk Shaken uh, oat milk yeah. thingy. But uh, it should be real milk to get the uh, Yeah, benefit? real milk. The combination of proteins and antioxidants, in particular polyphenols, doubles the anti-inflammatory priorities I've been uh, trying properties to get, in immune cells. I've been trying to get more polyphenols. Yes. Second, <laughs> they're delicious. Did you know that if you're looking for a pick-me-up from your morning coffee, you're getting a different jolt of caffeine depending on where you buy it? Mm. Starbucks single shot espresso and cappuccino contain less caffeine than similar drinks from rival coffee shops. No kidding. And finally, in the world of food, coffee edition, Duncan just unveiled their new brownie batter signature latte just in time for Valentine's Day. And it's an exclusive for rewards members who have the app. Huh. Okay. Now, my mind is blown because everybody's been on me ever since I revealed that I get that drink at Starbucks with four espresso shots. It's worrisome, yes. Right, right. everybody and his brother's like, you need, to, you need to dial that back, you need to dial that back. But apparently I don't, because there's less caffeine in their espresso shots. That's that's probably how they're convincing people like you to keep buying more shots. Because <laughs> that really ups the cost of the drink, right, with each espresso shot? Maybe, no, I, I don't know, but that's not my point. <laughs> my point is maybe they're I need upselling to you up by... it to six now. No. Just go to a rival shop where you'll get more caffeine for your buck. But they like me at the shop I go to. <laughs> they know my name. Wow. They do. That, that the owners of that shop are so proud of their employees right now. I, I took a customer survey one time and complimented Dre, the usual barista that I have, because he always like, hey, Mr. Kevin. I'm like, hey, Mr. Dre. We chat for a minute if there's nobody in there and then he'd get my drink. Yeah, it's a pleasant experience, right? So you're paying for more than just the caffeine. I'm willing to pay to say hi to Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, be honest. Do you have a hard time getting the sleep you need coming up? This trick may help. Do you have a hard time falling asleep? This trick may help you out. Okay. You ready for this? Ready. A happy memory. Now, huh. the trick is you have to pull yourself back into that situation in your mind. It's called savoring. The goal is to recreate the positive emotional state of experience in your mind. So if the memory, for example, is sitting on the beach... Try to feel the sun on your face. Hear the sound of the waves crashing and the smell of the ocean breeze. If you do it right, it takes practice. It reduces the uh, activity in the part of your nervous system that uh, causes stress, and it helps you de-stress and keep calm, and you're more likely to fall asleep. Do they say, does music help? Like, uh, Because for me, music triggers memories. So could you put on like music that takes you back to that place, and it'll... That's not what this study focused on. This focused on recreating you. a memory. I'm just asking you. I'm saying that because you're married, no, do not put on a song to help you sleep because it will wake up your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that will cause you more stress. <laughs> and then you really won't be able to sleep. Okay. So yeah, don't put on the song. <laughs> All right. So I saw something the other day, Taylor, and it was written by a financial expert. And this financial expert was say, saying to people, this is how much cash you should keep on hand at home 
you know, for like emergencies or if if uh, power went out and you couldn't access uh, your funds or something. It's how much cash you should have. Every American should have this much cash on hand. And I thought, is this person living in a dream world? I'll tell you what the dollar amount is and tell me if your jaw doesn't drop too next. How much cash do you keep around the house? I mean, if you're, if you're a typical family, I would think like, you know, a couple of kids or whatever. You're, you're lucky if you got a 20 in your wallet that lasts longer than a couple of days, <laughs> yeah. right? So, Nobody has cash anymore. Well, this guy, this guy's a financial guy, and he's saying that um, you know, for emergencies, like the power goes out and you can't access your cash for some reason or another, here's how much you should, he's saying everyone should keep this much on hand. Okay. 500 to $1,000 should probably be sufficient and he means like literally bills in your house to, hidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that should be account. sufficient to get you through a temporary emergency, although more can be useful. I'm like, dude, who keeps who keeps that kind of who's got that first of all, who's got that kind of money that you can have just an extra thousand dollars to tuck away, quote, just in case. Right. That's that's number one. I mean, most of us are lucky we're like, okay. You sit there and you look at how much money you have and go like, okay, kids can have lunch all week. I got to get back to work back and forth. If if I r- really stretch it and don't take any extra trips, I won't have to fill my tank again. Yeah, we should be able to make it. No one's got a thousand extra dollars That's lying wild. around. And not to mention, like, like you kind of alluded to earlier, if the kids figured out the hiding spot, <laughs> can you imagine how many 20s would just, oh, I meant to put that back after I got paid from right. the baby, you know, for babysitting or whatever. Right. I mean, Yikes. and I know there are a lot of folks listening who do the Dave Ramsey thing, and he's like, always have your $1,000 emergency fund. That's different than just having cash lying around your house. Yeah. To me, I always thought of that as like, okay, we're going to keep extra money in the bank. Right. You know, if, if we can scrimp and save and save that, and that's for when the hot water heater blows or, you know, whatever, that kind of emergency. But just keeping a grand around the house. Wow. <laughs> I've got an example for you in just a minute of how crazy that is. Okay. Something that people are cutting out of their lives because they're trying to save to money. To save some money? All yeah. right. It's coming up next. We're talking about this uh, financial guy says you should keep $1,000 in cash on hand. At home, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Because we all got a grand lying around that we can just, you know, keep right. in a shoebox, quote, just in case. But you, right. you found a crazy way people are trying to save money? Yeah, they say uh, the everyday treats are on hold for people because of a cost of living increases. So, like, for things, you know, fancy coffees and mm. little treat yourself type stuff, they're yeah. trying not to do that. And then the other thing they're really working on is... Um, avoiding shopping when they can. They just don't even go shopping. Because you know what happens. You walk into Target for a tube of toothpaste and you come out with <laughs> all kinds of fancy things for your home. And um, they're also, people are, are really doing a better job at shopping uh, secondhand stores. Hmm. Like whether it's, um, you know, Goodwill or, you know, going to um, a consignment store. I, I ran into a coworker the other day and she had the cutest red shoes on. I was like, ah, those are adorable. Where did you get those? She goes, Goodwill. Hmm. I'm like, get out. Those are so, they look brand oh. new. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The, that's what people are doing. They're just being more savvy. The other thing they're doing is, they um they won't treat yourself until they have like reward points. Mm. If they have points, then they'll then be like, they you know what? I'm going to use up my points on myself today. A friend of mine posted um, a picture of a Starbucks cup and uh, 
a container of instant coffee. <laughs> like the instant the whole container of instant coffee was like three dollars. They put this. This will last me an entire month. Wow! This cup was seven dollars for one. <laughs> I'll stick with the instant now. I personally can't do the instant I've coffee. I've never thing, tried it. But never point, tried the instant. point's well taken. I mean, even though K cups are expensive, you can get like twelve K cups of high quality coffee will cost you about the same as one or two cups of the fancy schmancy. Wow. And I, I don't, and I'm saying all this, and I do not practice what I preach. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. I, He's got the app. I've got people. the app, and that is dangerous. <laughs> Ever wonder what happened to your car once you got rid of it? Yes. Maybe it was a, a just a fond, you know, lots of fond memories from that car. Yeah, so, you know, um, I, I had until a few years ago, I had that 5.0 Mustang with a cool air intake and the Roush exhaust. That car was awesome. You wonder like who was the next owner? Sometime, Where did you know, it end up? Sometimes I'll see one that looks like that driving down the road and I'll I'll try to catch up and go like, oh, is it, is it, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Gia lives in Long Island and she absolutely loved her dark blue 2014 Jetta sports wagon. She planned on driving it until death do us part. Hopefully the car first, not her. Um, and that was until she's sitting in a parking lot, munching on a bagel, drinking her coffee, and a guy T-bones her right mm. there in the parking lot. Mm. Well, insurance wouldn't pay to fix the damage. They said the dam- fixing it's going to cost us more than the car is worth. So she s- sold it for scrap. She forgot. She left some ownership papers in the glove box. And one day she got a message from... From a man who lives in Ukraine. Somehow the car ended up there. He fixed it up and used it to escape the country when the war began with what? his wife and his two kids. No kidding. It was a harrowing journey through Poland. Then they ended up in Czechoslovakia with, where they're beginning a new life. And they're getting help for their little daughter. She's a little toddler who's mm. got uh, learning disabilities. And they're just grateful to be alive. And he felt compelled to track down the original owner of that wow. Jetta. And and she's just amazed at what her car was used to save a family's life. No kidding. Well, that Mustang I was just talking about, when I bought it, I bought it used. Some of the, like the registration from the previous owner was still in the glove compartment. And there were a couple of questions I had about the car. And I, I found them on Facebook and sent them a message and said, not creepy, weird stalker, but I think I bought your old car. Can you tell me about it? He was, and he was thrilled that I had his car. Aww. He's like, my my fear was that it was going to be a graduation present for some 17-year-old kid who wouldn't appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I said, well, I'm basically a 17-year-old in a slightly older body. So, <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever listened to this show for very long, you know I'm kind of fascinated by twins because grandma had twins, mom had twins, mm. and my sister, who is a twin, has twin boys. Okay. Um, well, there's a cool twin story, and it's someone we know, Kev, and because of it, I learned more about what it was like for my mom to have twins. I'll oh, tell you the whole okay. story in just a sec. Twinning is winning. Yes. <laughs> Yesterday was kind of a, a joyful, fun day for me because, um, you know, I love twins. We have twins. My grandma had twins. My mom had twins. My sister has twins. And um, I got the news that our coworker Ezra and his wife they uh, had their identical twin girls. It's oh, no their way. very first pregnancy. You didn't see the email? Oh, yeah, I, there was a company wide email. I did, it went right by. And I, there was a I picture. Must have missed it. Wow! And, congrats, um, buddy. This is how big twins is in my family. I screenshot the photo 
sent it to my mom and sister's texting group. And I was like, look, my coworkers, twin, identical twin girls are here. And we're, I feel endeared to their names because they're Ava. I have a niece named Ava. And then the other baby girl's name is Eden. And my hmm. sister um, just got a puppy and they named her Eden. <laughs> so we've got an Ava and an Eden in the family. And so I was talking to my mom about it. I'm like, mom, did you see the text? Did you see the baby twin girls that were born? And she's like, yes, they're so sweet. And I said, it was really funny. I, I, I was texting the dad to congratulate Ezra. Like, hey, this is so awesome. And I sent him a picture of the puppy named Eden and stuff. And he sent me a picture. and He's like, this is Ava. And he's like, wait. No, that was Eden. And I said, Mom, his worst fear was not being able to tell the girls apart. And it's already happened. And Mom said when she was pregnant with her twin girls, she would have nightmares, too, that she wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Mm -hmm. And she said those little hospital bracelets they sent them home with, Mm -hmm. she left them on for weeks and weeks because yeah. she wanted to yeah. be able to make sure she could tell them apart by on her own before she took the tag off. Well, what's, the worst that, what's the worst that could happen, right? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, if my one sister is really the other sister and, and from birth and they just got them mixed up early on. Did they ever, because I know if I was a twin, I would play tricks on people all the time. All the time. Yeah. Did your sisters ever do that? Like, I, sh- like no. show up at a different classroom or? I don't think they did. Not that I know of, unless they didn't tell me. But I remember the one um, twin, she went to my mom and she just went, Mommy, when are we going to stop being twins? I don't want to <laughs> be twins anymore. <laughs> Got to share everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> So this is kind of interesting. Um, We all have heard of uh, when you get on a registry, right? You're getting married or your baby's coming. Yeah, that's how I just got my niece her bridal shower gift. You you get on a registry. Mm -hmm. But I I just found out the other day, people, they're not getting married. They're not having a baby. There's no special event coming up. But they have an Amazon registry. Let's let's talk about that next. Okay. Here's what what we're talking about. This whole idea of having a registry for getting married or... Or, or a baby's coming. We all get that, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea until someone I know, I found out they have an, like an Amazon, I don't know if you what you call it, well, it's just called a registry. I think it's called a wish list. Wish list, okay, wish list where you just, that's just stuff you want. Yeah. And other people can go and look at it and buy you stuff. I, I have never had one, but one of my nieces had one. And I'll just tell you who it is. She's the one who's the foster mom. Yeah. And so money can be really, really tight when you're spending all your money on these foster kids. And so anytime it was her birthday or Christmas, I knew I could go. Her mom would say, oh, don't forget about her wish list. That that one thing, that basket she wants, it's on her wish list. Just go grab it. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And boom, I was done with Christmas shopping for do, my do niece. You, do you have a wish, wish list? No, I've never. I don't even know how to create one. But yeah. I just thought it was weird that people would put all the, you know, in case someone wants to buy me something. And I went and looked at this person's wish list, and it's stuff that's like under $10 all the way up to, I think the highest priced item was like 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, who is just going to, on a whim, go, okay, I'll buy you that $400 well, when, thing? I mean, when their birthday's coming up, it's so convenient for the people in their lives. Is? Yeah. Do you think they're just I like, know a husband who used to, bef- I don't know if it was before Amazon wish list. But he would know what to go get his wife by uh, stalking her Pinterest page because yeah. she would pin stuff huh. that were good gift ideas. I don't know. The whole idea of it is just foreign to me. For I, I get yeah. the registry for babies or marriage or whatever, but 
just because. <laughs> it just, it helps the people in your life know what to get you, you know. Hmm. I know as an aunt of 11 nieces and nephews. You like it. I love it. You like it. Huh. It's I, so much more fun than Venmoing money, <laughs> which right. is what I'm going to do for one niece That's next awful. week on it's her so birthday. cold, right? Kevin's been, uh, his world has been rocked because he didn't know about Amazon wishlists <laughs> that, I don't know, when you have birthday or Christmas coming up. Been rocked, but didn't know people just have them. Yeah. Just the, it's up. Well, you're not going to take it down because the birthday's coming again next year. Just in case <laughs> some random person a girl can dream. wants to buy you a gift, it's there. But I got a, a text from my friend Kim, and she said that they, though Amazon wishlists are amazing for kids' birthday parties, because mm-hmm. you're just like, here's the link, see you there. Yeah. And that way, because it is hard when you're constantly going to birthday parties for kids mm-hmm. and you don't know if they already have the latest bluey game or whatever it is yeah that's a way to like know okay this kid could use they've never had connect for or operation they don't own that game yeah so i think it's huh. super helpful my uncle max you always knew what you were getting from him birthday christmas whatever he would give you a u.s savings bond Ooh, that's, that's what good, you got do you still have yours uh, we cashed them in after we got married because <gasps> we had no money. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of like our our seed money, which yeah. I think all totaled it was like yeah, I don't know. Because for a while there it was man. like five hundred dollars, and we thought we were rich. Everything <laughs> just changed, but for a while their I bonds were like the thing to buy. Yeah, yeah. they would give you like a twenty five dollar or fifty dollars savings bond. That's mm-hmm. that's what you were getting, no matter what. Thanks, Uncle Max. That's awesome. This is for your future. Like, yeah, a toy would have been cool. (laughs) (laughs) But look how much it helped you out. For my right now, (laughs) toy would have been awesome. (laughs) Are you pretty good about celebrating the big moments in life, Kev? You like to call that... Marking the occasion. Could this be the part, uh, part of a key to a healthy life? A prescription to party? Yeah, it turns out <laughs> celebrations of life's best moments are good for your health. This research showed that uh, these celebrations need three things. Number one, gathering with other people. Number two, food and drink. And number three, highlighting an important milestone. Hmm. They say celebrations reinforce your social support and give you the reassurance that others have your back when hmm. adversity strikes. So go ahead and throw that party. We're really big on not just marking the occasion, but trying to do it as quickly as possible. Like if one of the kids had a milestone at school, like they studied really, really, really hard and got got an A on a project or something they were really stressed about. That night, we would try to go out like to their favorite restaurant if it it was possible. That's awesome. We just wanted to be like immediate. Do you have a really cool way you and someone else became friends coming up? Check out how these guys met. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Is there a cool story behind you and your best friend meeting each other? Check out how these guys met. Rich was walking his dog, Smokey Bear, along the Arizona Arizona Canal in his hometown of Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, Smokey was checking out the ducks and kept getting too close to the ice cold water when his legs slipped and he fell in. Uh Uh-oh. Well, his owner, Rich, tried to pull the dog out by the leash, and the weight of the dog pulled him into the frigid water, and somehow he dislocated his shoulder. So wow. he's trying to save his dog, save himself. Well, a guy named Ryan was just doing his deal, walking by, heard Rich's cries for help. He, Rich was thinking, this is it, I'm going to drown. 
And so Ryan dove in, swam all the way across the canal. He was on the opposite side and saved them both, the dog and the guy. Don't think I'm a hero. I just think I'm human. Just very happy. Smokey's good to go. And Rich is, is, they're both together. And now the guys, Rich and Ryan, they've become good friends. No kidding. For saving, Ryan saving Rich's life. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, Ryan is advising him, please don't go near any water. Yes, seriously. <laughs> I did it once. My heart can't take it. I did it once. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be good for another rescue. <laughs> These guys met because one guy saved the other guy's life and now they're friends. Do you have Crazy. a cool story of how you met one of your friends? Ooh. I've, I've got a really good one. Okay. Pretty funny one that yeah, I can start. Fun. But we'd love to hear from you too. So do you have a good story about how you met a friend of yours? I've got, I think every friendship has a story, a great Mm -hmm. one of how you met. And one of my favorites is I went to a new school my freshman year of high school. I was so nervous, so stressed. These kids have been together since junior kindergarten. And I'm like turning, I'm so shy. I hadn't been shy at my previous school, but I'm feeling very shy. And I meet this girl named Jamie and we start talking and I find out that I live in her former house that her dad built. No kidding. Isn't that wild? Huh. Yeah, what are the chances? And we're still good friends today. Wow. Yeah, since freshman year of high school, we're still friends. That's cool. Is this? The, didn't you guys go to the same college, too? Is this the same no. person? No. no, we didn't go to the, She went to a okay. different college. And oh, okay. my mom was like taking down some wallpaper or something, and she found an old picture of Jamie's mom recently that was like... I guess stuck to the wall. Wow! Because they used to live there. <laughs> That's so cool. That is. But you didn't didn't go to the same school. Me and my friend uh, David, nicknamed Bobo, uh, we didn't go to college together either. Because neither of us went. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I got to say, my best friends. I met them both through cycling. Oh, cool. Uh, Joey and and Ira. Joey. Uh, we just happen to be paired together on what they call a group ride. Where yeah. like 50 people go out for a ride together. And we just happened to ride next to each other. That was like 12 years ago. And we're really tight friends. And then my friend Ira, uh, he owns a bike shop that opened it opened up around the corner from where I used to live and love the name of it. Psychology. I was like, I've got to go in and meet these people. Yeah. And we just hit it That's off awesome. from, from that day and we become great friends. Hey, Elena, it's Kevin and Taylor. So do you have a good story about how you met your friend? I do. We actually met racing cars. No ah, kidding. Get wow. Out. Look at you. A couple, we were, of, a couple of gearheads. Oh, yes. Our Her boyfriend and my husband do it. And we actually race. We used to race each other, but now we're in different classes. And I actually bring my kids to the races sometimes, and she'll actually watch the kids while I race. So. Oh, that is awesome. That's so cool. And your kids must think you are the coolest mom ever. Yeah, my mom. She races cars. <laughs> yeah, the problem is they like going fast. And mama can't go fast all the time. <laughs> hey, Mary Alice, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we are talking about how'd you meet your bestie. So how'd you and your best friend meet? Well, she and I met at school. We were both teachers. But the funny part about the story is as she and I became, became friends and we're talking about how we met our husbands, she said that her husband was from Augusta. And I said, oh, I went to Augusta College a couple of semesters. And she said, oh, well, my, hus- my husband's dad was a professor there. And I said, oh, really? Her husband's dad had been my professor in college. No kidding. <laughs> wow, so what cool. are the chances? All right, well, hey, yep. thanks for calling in and thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you spending time Every with us. Every day. I never knew when I um, moved into a new neighborhood a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that I would win the lottery of neighbors. And um, here's the deal. My friend Andrea discovered a love for cooking 
during the pandemic. Hmm. And she didn't used to cook. She was always, um, she's a band director, a conductor, an educator. She was always working too much to do a ton of cooking. Mm -hmm. While, you know, stuck at home, retired now from teaching, she loves to cook. (laughs) And I get the best text ever yesterday. She says, hey. You and Glenn want to come over? I made a huge lasagna and we have too much. I'm like, <laughs> what time should I be there? <laughs> and it was so good. She comes from an Italian family mm-hmm. and she has two sisters who were always in the kitchen with her mom, but she was always in the garage or watching football with her dad. Mm. Even though it was all one family, she was always hanging out with her dad. And so um, she made this homemade sauce. It wasn't from a jar. And then... She used Wagyu beef, and it was like, wow. It was the fanciest, most delicious lasagna I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a random weeknight. Want to come over, help us eat all this lasagna? We don't know what to do with it. I'm like, it, yes. This is a good thing. to Like, if you are if you were to sell that house, you should say, like, <laughs> in the brochure. Yeah. But the neighbors are fantastic. Yeah, I'm serious. You can count on dinner once a week. <laughs> I remind her of a story. One time she was walking across the street to bring me a balloon for my birthday. And a lady was jogging down the street and she goes, why can't I live across the street from you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to check in with our producer Griffin in just a minute. And uh, I'm excited to reveal to him, I'm hoping he hasn't heard about this yet. Yeah. Uh, But you know how... um, he has to listen to all the kid music in the car and his, his wife on a road yes. trip will even put on her yes. AirPods and listen to a book on tape. <laughs> yes. And he's stuck. Dry. Uh, I think his kids are about to torture him even more so oh my. with something that's coming out. We're going to talk okay. about it next. So we're talking to our producer, Griff. He is a dad of a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And um, I love that story that one time he told us that sometimes on road trips, Griff, you're stuck with the kid music or the kid movie audio and yes. your wife will put on her AirPods and listen to a book on tape. <laughs> yeah, she has that option of throwing those in. And I guess if I do that, it's unsafe or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't you do should. So I have to listen to their great music. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, their music is about to get greater Uh-oh. because, you know, the Australian TV series Bluey. Oh, we know all about so Bluey. people uh, know yeah, Bluey, yeah. yeah. Right, I remember right. you figured out a way to get them the season before it came out. Oh, and yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> they great. love Bluey. Grips on the the bluey dark web. (laughs) (laughs) Anything to make the kids happy. Well, um, your next road trip is going to be quite an adventure because they are releasing the bluey soundtrack dance mode. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing this for my kids. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You can pre-order it now, cool yeah. dad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm going to have to it's listen to now? It's Griff going down the oh, road. Oh, my. Bluey dance mode. Wow. There's a whole <laughs> album coming out? Yes. Yeah, oh, I think no. uh, it's like, is it like 17 original oh, songs I wonder or if it's all like, like dance music no, like no. this. Yeah, Promise it's all. Promise me there are extended mixes. <laughs> <laughs> <in> each one. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, oh wait. No, there's 17 original dance mode songs dance. from all the seasons. Yeah, this is all all Thanks, that you have to look forward to. Well, my kids don't know about this yet. Maybe I should buy it m- for your kids. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> oh, so fun. Here's what I think I, I'm, I'm so going to buy it. Here's what, yeah, I think I'm going to get it and I'm going to send it to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And then she can just spring it on you. 
one day when you're driving <laughs> oh, down, like when you guys are going on a road trip or something. Oh, here it goes. It comes out April 21st, but you can pre-order now. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> okay, do you remember where you were the first time you ever heard that there was a sport called pickleball, and you're like, what? <laughs> and now it's like sweeping the nation. My husband's flipping around on the TV the other day. Yeah. And a competitive... Like a real competition for a sport we have never heard of in our lives was on ESPN. Okay, all right. I'll see if you've heard of this. It was so bizarre. I'll tell you about it next. I don't know about you, but I was very late to the party with the whole what in the world is pickleball? What 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 is that? And then you find out that they're projecting by the year twenty twenty eight, it's going to be a two hundred and fifty six million dollar industry. What? It's already a hundred and fifty million dollar industry and back in twenty twenty one. Now there's professional pickleball teams and like I've never played you, whole deal. Do you describe it as like tennis but with a wiffle ball? Is that- uh, it's a wiffle ball for sure, and then it's like with paddles instead of rackets. Okay, um, but it's a lot of fun. I don't really know how to play with the rules, but I know how to hit it around, and that's fun. Mm. So uh, you can imagine my surprise when my husband was flipping through, he's looking for some football, and he he turned on ESPN, major sports station, right? I think there's no, there's one called ESPN News. Okay. So that's what he turns on. Okay. There is a live tournament of a sport I've never heard of in my life. My husband never heard of it. It's called Spike Ball. Have you ever heard of it? It sounds familiar. Never Just heard of it. Describe the game to um, us. You play with two teams, four people okay. total, two person teams. And there's a circle, and in the middle is a little trampoline. And you got this little yellow ball, and it's okay. called Spike Ball. And my husband, I wish I could have been recording him. He was baffled. He's like, can you believe it? This is on, why is this on ESPN? What in the world is Spike Ball? Have you ever heard of Spike Ball? I've never heard of Spike Ball. And then he was like, look, look, there's sponsors. There are spot. they have names of people. Companies on their jerseys. They're matching jerseys. How did this, like, (laughs) mind blown. Never heard of spike ball in our whole lives. And um, they basically say it's a a game played between two teams, usually with two players each. Players initially line up around a small trampoline-like net at the start of a point. And I... Here's here's how hard it is to explain spike ball. Mm -hmm. Every time I look for the rules... It goes to a YouTube video. <laughs> There's no like reading the rules. It's like, here, watch this video and then you'll know how to play spike ball. Okay. But I'll, I was just like, how can I be today years old and not hear about this, this industry out there called spike ball? You think of weird and obscure sports. The sport I'm going to share with you, man, it's not that obscure, but yeah, I didn't know people actually played it hmm. like regularly and that there were leagues and very competitive. Tell you about it next. We're talking about weird sports. You discovered the sport spike ball. Yeah, my sister's um, listening. She just texted me and she's heard of it. She thought it was just a fun game for the kids at the beach. She didn't know there was like tournaments and sponsors, and sponsors and leagues and, and an industry. And the, and the spike bowl is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the weird sport that uh, we've all heard of this. And you may even have watched it on the Olympics before. Uh, but curling. Yeah. You know, where they on have the ice. rooms and ice and they're sweeping and this big mm-hmm. rock goes down the thing. And, yeah. Um, our realtor, when we sold our our house many years, almost 10 years ago now, Super Dan, the realty man, he revealed to us he was in a curling league 
And he then, but once he revealed, he became an evangelist for it. He was like, oh, you got to come. You got to come. <laughs> That's awesome. Come and why? I'm telling you, you'll be hooked. It's so much fun. And it's like what he spends all of it. He travels. They go all over the country. That's wild. Curling. That kind of reminds me of when I was getting physical therapy after, um, oh, I think it was before I broke my wrist. It was for a different injury. <laughs> and I discovered my PT had been a professional roller skater. Like on a team, kind of like ice skating with like couples, skate dance type like stuff? yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. And I could, I YouTubed him, and I discuss, I like, and then I kept every time I go get physical therapy, I'd look for an opportunity to finally say something. <laughs> and when I did, he lit up. He was so excited to talk about his roller skating history. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I still have my skates. I keep keep the. I don't know what would you do with ice skating? They'd be sharpened. I what keep, would you do? I keep them, the wheels Lobed greased. or greased or something, <laughs> WD-40, <laughs> I don't know.